Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I am your host, the People's Sportscast, Lex Anderson, talking about all things NBA. First and foremost, though, breaking news. The NBA has suspended John Morant for eight games without pay due to conduct detrimental to the team, which I will talk about later because this is about NBA action, starting, of course, with my and your L.A. Lakers, who stepped over, walked on, and scorched the New Orleans Pelicans by making 15 threes in the first half. Laker franchise record most by an NBA team this season. Final score, 123-108. Malik Beasley had... Seven of those three-pointers he made. Yes, that is correct. He made seven in the first half. He had 24 points for the game. And Malik Beasley becomes only the third Laker in team history to make seven plus threes in a single half, joining legendary Kobe Bryant, who made eight in 2003. Rest in peace, Kobe. You will always be missed and loved. And seven by Glenn Rice back in 1999. Holler if you hear me, Glenn Rice, who was an integral part of the Lakers championship run. So the best part about this victory is that the Lakers take the tiebreaker over the Pelicans, three games to one. If in the event the Lakers fall or are still in a play-in spot, which I'm hoping will not be the case as this team is proven or proving that they can win in the absence of LeBron James. Now, Anthony Davis, a dominating double-double, 35 points, 17 rebounds. However, he will not be playing in tonight's game against the Houston Rockets as per Lakers personnel, medical staff. AD will not be doing back-to-backs during this stretch run. But I believe based on what I saw last night, the Lakers should have more than enough offensive firepower to get past the Houston Rockets. So let's keep on. Continuing on with the NBA action, which I'm only going to talk about the games that really have real ramifications for the league. So I'm going to talk about the Toronto Raptors throttling the Denver Nuggets last night. Final score, 125-110. The Denver Nuggets have now lost four in a row. The Toronto Raptors, on their part, drop a franchise record 49 points in the first quarter that is correct Toronto Raptors franchise record 49 point first quarter not a half now post game the Nuggets coach Michael Malone talking about right now we're in chill mode and you can't be in chill mode with 13 games to go in the season We've got to try to find a way to get our swagger back. However, 
Denver's opponents have scored 100 or more points in five straight games and 120 plus points in each of the past three, which means one thing, the Denver Nuggets are not that good on defense. And number two, as much as I had picked for the Denver Nuggets to potentially get to an NBA Finals, I had uh, switched my stance when Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns. However, he's out for two to three weeks. I'll just call it for what it is the rest of the month of March. But now the social and media manipulation is that put Joel Embiid as NBA MVP as Nikola Jokic doesn't deserve it. So this is very interesting to see how this plays out. Can the, then, excuse me, can the Denver Nuggets right their ship? The answer is yes, but at this point in the season, you are who you are. If you're not a defensive team, you're not going to go far in the playoffs. And if you're allowing teams to come through and average over 100 points, that definitely will not get you to an NBA Finals. I was expecting a lot more from Jamal Murray, who continues to fly under the radar. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Like, Jamal Murray, like, why does he not get criticized? Why does no one call for the head of Jamal Murray? He had 14 points, 5 of 18 from the field, 1 of 8 from 3. That's not going to get the job done. What happened to the Jamal Murray in the bubble? This Jamal Murray who had torn his ACL against the Golden State Warriors and supposedly could have came back last season, but didn't because the Nuggets were too busy getting eliminated against the Warriors. And I had read something about how Jamal Murray was suffering flashbacks about suffering the torn ACL against the Golden State Warriors. So... Jamal Murray, at this point, I'm going to label him as a quitter. Very disappointing, period. OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, they rock the Brooklyn Nets. 121-107 final score. Josh Giddy, triple-double, 15 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Shai Gillis-Alexander, a.k.a. SGA, 35 points. They get their sixth win in seven games. Brooklyn Nets are holding it down, but my concern here with OKC is that you do not want to see this team in the playoffs. Currently, as of that victory, actually, Oklahoma, they are 34 and 35, so they have secured an eighth spot. And it's also their third straight win. If you are a number one or a number two seed, you have to be concerned because SGA, he scores at will. Jump shots, threes, like this young man, like former WWE Lex Luger, is like the total package. That's who SGA is. He's the total package. Like this young man, ugh. If the Lakers could get their hands on him, I would love it. 
I would truly love it. I mean, like, 35 points, right? 12 of 24. One of one from three. 10 of 12 from the free throw line. So he's about that contact life. He's about that driving to the rim. He's about pull-up jumpers all over the floor. It's insane. And the most important game I think I'm going to talk about right now would be the Milwaukee Bucks in prime time putting down the Phoenix Suns 116-104 final score as the Bucks not only get their 50th win of the season, but they become one of the first teams to clinch a playoff berth this season, which is exactly what they are, the first team to clinch a playoff berth this season and the first to hit 50 wins. Giannis, 36 points. Brooke Lopez, 21. The Bucks have now won 21 of their last 23 games. The Suns have now lost three in a row. But what's key about this victory is that, yes, there's no Durant for the Suns. We already noticed Durant is gone for the month of March. But the Bucks did not have Chris Middleton. Greek Freak also had 11 rebounds and 8 assists. At this point, based on the standings and from what I'm seeing here, I see no reason why the Milwaukee Bucks cannot go back to the NBA Finals. They just continue to get the job done. Day in, day in, sorry, day in, day out, night in, night out. Like, it's really, truly insane. No one can stop Greek Freak at what he does. And again, defense, something the Denver Nuggets do not have, wins games. And that is something that the Milwaukee Bucks do have. Defense. They also have a dangerous bench. Bobby Portis with 11 points. Jay Crowder with 11 points. Yeah, that'll definitely hold things down in the absence of, again, Chris Middleton, who did not play. As for the Suns, Without Durant, there, there's nothing even worth talking about as it pertains to the Phoenix Suns because they gave away everybody to get Durant to the Brooklyn Nets. So they are done. I look for them to continue their free fall, though. Let's see what the standings look like. The Suns are in fourth place at 37 and 32. And right behind them, or I should say the two teams right behind them, at 36 and 33 would be the Golden State Warriors and LA Clippers. So uh, at the rate things are going, I dare say that the Phoenix Suns could potentially fall into a playing spot. I'm just going to put it out there because that's what I do best. Being the prophet, I shall decree, look for the freaking Phoenix Suns to potentially fall into a playing spot. That would be crazy, but it would also be well-deserved. Screw the Phoenix Suns and Durant. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. And, you know, because the Sports Opinion Log is out here representing live and direct from New York City, give props to the Knicks who beat the Portland Trailblazers 123-107. Final score, that young man, Emmanuel, quickly 26 points and 10 rebounds. That's truly a dominating double-double as they rallied to beat the Portland Trailblazers. Doing it without Jalen Brunson. Julius Randle had 24 points for the Knicks. 
Wow. Damian Lillard, 38 points. Questionable with a calf injury. But yeah, that's about it. Um, sadly for the Portland Trailblazers, 3-7 and seven over their previous 10 games. They're in 13th in the West. Their season is about over. But because the West at the bottom is so wide open, they can't be counted out just yet. Until you hear the words, they've been officially mathematically been eliminated anything is possible but you know what's not possible right now what's not possible is Dallas Mavericks tonight they're taking on the San Antonio Spurs there will be no Kyrie Irving still out with the right foot issue Luka still out thigh issue Sad state of affairs for the Dallas Mavericks. However, I, being the prophet, I had decreed that with Kyrie being traded to the Dallas Mavericks, I said, look for them to free fall again, potentially into the NBA play-in. As of right now, the Mavericks aren't close. Well, okay, so the Mavericks are currently with the Lakers at... 34 and 35, respectively. Uh, The Mavericks are losers of three in a row. Kyrie Irving is saying he'll come back when he feels that he can come back. So things are... But again, it's not like we... It's not like we said that the Dallas Mavericks were going to be NBA championship contenders with the addition of Kyrie. However, this foot thing obviously is bothering him enough where he can't compete. So it is what it is at this point. But just a sad state of affairs for the Dallas Mavericks. But, you know, the Mavericks are who they are. The Mavericks have always been a playoff contending team. They've never really been a championship contending team. You know, during the years of Dirk Nowinski was a very long time ago. So I want to try to keep things current. Uh, Dallas also has Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. Christian Wood with a foot, Tim Hardaway Jr. with a calf issue. They are both listed as questionable as well. So yeah, sadly, Dallas Mavericks are falling apart. So in closing, though, again, John Morant, breaking news earlier today, suspended by the NBA for eight games without pay for conduct detrimental to the team. When he was holding the blicky on his Instagram live, enjoying his life in the strip club in Denver post game after losing that game to the Denver Nuggets. So with that being said, uh, Cameron from Dipset had something to say in regards to T. Morant, which I'll start uh, in quotes. You got to start being more of a father figure. The sunglasses, the wilding out, trying to fight Shannon Sharp, having lookalike contests with Usher. I understand you're the new age dad, but this is a little too cool. We have to set a better example. So when you got Cameron (laughs) playing parental advisor, telling T. Morant, be a father to your child. um, I don't know what more anyone would have to understand that. 
there are clearly problems in John Morant's life, whatever it is and may be. Uh, he's supposedly trying to ramp up his efforts to come back to the team. So I guess John Morant is getting the celebrity status treatment with counseling programs where you check in for 24 to 48 hours. Then you come back a brand new person, better than you were before. But that eight game suspension will be a setback to the Memphis Grizzlies. However, the Grizzlies in the past have shown that they can win without John Morant. So I expect them to do just that win without John Morant. But let's take a quick look at the schedule real quick to see what those next eight games would be. So tonight, they will not, John Morant will not be there when they take on Miami, the Miami Heat, excuse me, in Miami. That should be exciting. Okay, so let's see what we got here. So all right, so looks okay. Let's see here. So we have uh, Memphis Grizzlies tonight against Miami, then Friday at San Antonio. A little back-to-back action Saturday at home against the Golden State Warriors. So we got one, two, three. Then they will be at home for the Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks again, and then back-to-backs in their house against the Houston Rockets. Then they go on the road to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Excuse me, I'm jumping here. Okay, so back-to-backs, like I had said, Friday at San Antonio, Saturday at home against the Golden State Warriors, then Saturday, then Monday at home against the Dallas Mavericks and Wednesday and Friday. Those will be both home games, but against the Houston Rockets. Then they'll go on the road to take on the Atlanta Hawks for that Sunday. The Houston thing is Wednesday and Friday. And then on Tuesday at home against the Orlando Magic, which are always dangerous because they have Paolo Bonchero. I can't stand the Duke Fluke Devils. Ugh, whatever. Okay, so hold on here. So they're saying, based on what I'm reading here, he can come back on Monday. Oh, okay, so he's eligible to play on Monday versus the Grizzlies. Interesting. So he it says he's eligible to play on Monday versus Dallas. The same day that he's able to return to rejoin the Grizzlies in the team environment. His ramp up to return will begin on Monday and return to games soon thereafter. Uh, I can see why lawyers get paid all the big money that they do to decipher this wordplay. So human being to human being, wishing the best for John Morant. You know, next year he's going to start a five-year, $231 million contract extension with the Memphis Grizzlies and you know he's young he hasn't won anything and for him to be suffering some form of burnout proves what I've always talked about at the end of the day the fame the acclaim the the fortune it drives people crazy and in the case of John Morant I guess he could plead some form of temporary insanity 
Wishing him all the best. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson, signing out.